First, my apologies for being a bit late in getting the radio program posted as a podcast, but I think when you hear the content of today's program, you will find it worth the wait. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Hard to believe here in the United States, four weeks from today is Election Day. I know a lot of states have had early voting going on already. I'm not so certain I like the idea of voting quite that early, uh, as some states do. I have no particular problem if done properly with absentee or mail-in ballots. I know standing in line, I know it's a responsibility. I did it back 50 years ago when I first voted. I can remember standing in line for quite a bit of time and almost was getting concerned if I would make it to work on time. I was in school and I also had a job. And during the time when I got out of school and was getting ready to go to to work, I went to vote. And it was a close call. I got to where I was working at with only a minute or two to spare. So I can understand it's not easy to, quote, vote on your lunch hour. It's not as easy depending on the kind of job you have. There are people, there are people that I know in law enforcement. They work a 12-hour shift, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., which is pretty much the voting hours in some places. So I have no particular problem with opening it up a little bit more to understand the world in which we live today. The world of, of basically, oh, I don't know, the 1800s or 1922 is vastly different than the world we have today. And so I, I do believe that we should make voting accessible within reason, but we shouldn't make it so accessible that you can open up ways of cheating. And I think that's what happened two years ago. And I stand by that. I know to say that you don't believe that the election of 2020 was secure and perfect makes you some kind of a denier of truth. But really, the truth is that there was a lot of shenanigans that went on in 2020. They used the pandemic. They had all these voter boxes sitting all over these Democrat stronghold neighborhoods with the same people showing up over and over again at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning with fistfuls of ballots. Now, you can't tell me this is legitimate. Ballot harvesting is illegal, and that's what appears what was going on. Also, claiming you live in a state that you don't, registering to vote, giving an address that is phony, and then ending up back in your, quote, home state right after the election is also fraudulent. That I know firsthand from somebody that did some good investigating work happened in Georgia. In many rural parts of the state of Georgia, these new phantom voters came from all over and registered to vote using addresses that never had a home, an apartment, or even a tent. But they claim that to be their residential address. They voted, then disappeared. An individual that I know 
working to do some investigating on for the, on behalf of the Republican Senate committee, went to parts of rural Georgia and looked up the addresses, went out to those addresses, took pictures. It was abandoned scrub land where no building had ever been. Some cases it was farmland where there are no homes. And this happened all over the state of Georgia with like 150 some odd counties. It didn't take that many fraudulent addresses in small counties and then maybe a few more in bigger counties to tip the election in the state of Georgia. Donald Trump lost the state of Georgia by less than 16,000 votes. That means only 100 fraudulent votes per county were needed to overturn the election. And in one county of about 24,000 people, this individual found at least 110 fraudulent addresses to people that don't exist. And this happened all over the state. You could probably do a few hundred in a county like Fulton, where where you find the city of Atlanta. So don't tell me that this election was pure and perfect. It wasn't. Okay, enough on the election. By now, most of you that have been watching the news have have heard that Tulsi Gabbard has quit the Democrat Party. And you see her frequently on some of the TV programs around, like Tucker Carlson and others, Uh, on Fox News, and she's been seen on Newsmax and other places. And she stated the former Hawaii congresswoman took to Twitter this morning to make her announcements in a series of tweets, including a lengthy video. I've got a little audio clip I'm going to share in a moment. But she pretty well decided that she can no longer remain in today's Democrat Party. Now, remember, back in 2020... She was running for president. And, of course, the Democrat machine would never allow anybody like her to become a a legitimate candidate. And so she was fought tooth and nail. And she's one of those people that on some issues, I I don't agree with her. I, I simply don't. But on many of the issues, I do agree with her. If it ever came down, honestly, to a Mitt Romney versus a Tulsi Gabbard in an election, I think I would lean toward Tulsi. I really would. I think she has more of the interest of our country in terms of our God-given freedoms. She has more in common with me with her desire to protect us from criminals She's tired of the demonizing of all police. She's tired of open borders. She's tired of weaponizing the national security and political apparatus and law enforcement apparatus against people that disagree with this current president. And she makes the claim that she is a believer in a government that is really by and of the people. And she claims today's Democrat Party does not. And that is a true statement. Today's Democrat Party has been hijacked. It has been hijacked immensely, totally, completely, and I think irrevocably 
from the extreme leftist in this world, the one world government types in this world, the World Economic Forum lovers of this world. And those that believe that there should be an elite class, which just includes them, and the rest of us to serve them. Remember, Tulsi is a former United States Reserve officer. And she now has, uh, her, she's now beginning her own program called the Tulsi Gabbard Show, which she explains why she's no longer a Democrat after 20 years in the party. I don't know what took her so long. To be quite honest, I'm trying to remember in the last 20 years when there was a Democrat running for national office that wasn't leaning so far to the left to be an anti-American individual. So here's some of what Tulsi Gabbard said today about why she is leaving the Democrat Party. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country... And I invite you to join me. Now, let me give you just a few thoughts and a few comments about this, and you can take it for what they're worth. Now, remember, she served four terms in the U.S. House of Representatives, and then she campaigned for president in 2020, trying to be the voice of reason in the Democrat Party. And obviously, there's no room for a voice of reason any longer in today's Democrat Party. You have to buy into certain ideologies and you must be conforming to certain issues or else. If you are Democrat and pro-life, you are ostracized, you are condemned, you are mocked, you are basically a non-person. You have to believe that racism is the biggest problem uh, along with climate change facing the planet, neither one of which are true. Now, remember, Tulsi Gabbard, she ran in 2020 as a Democrat, and she dropped out of the race and put her support behind Joe Biden. But she also became the only candidate with primary delegates who was not invited to the 2020 Democrat National Convention. Why? Because she was not a leftist purist. In other words, she didn't buy into everything the Democrat Party was saying. The Democrat Party of today believes your rights come from the government, not from God. And our founding fathers said, 
Just the opposite. They believed your rights come from an almighty God, not from the state. The state gets their permission to be government from the governed. And today's Democrat Party believes that the institution of government supersedes individualism. You're not allowed to think for yourself. You're not allowed to have your own belief system. You're not even allowed in some places to truly worship with freedom. Hey, we discovered that during the pandemic. You can't worship. That's a super spreader event. But you can go protest in Minneapolis and burn down buildings. That is an approved event. Because we need to win an election. And so we've seen so much. Today's Democrat Party is not the party of 1960. When John F. Kennedy became the standard bearer and the presidential candidate and beat Richard Nixon in 1960 for the office of president. He was an old-school Democrat whose financial policies I wouldn't fully agree with today, but they're more in line with some of the Republicans I see today. He believed in a strong military. He believed in individual freedom. And he believed in the Constitution. Though I disagree with some of the policies, I, I... Don't find fault with him in some of the key areas of what a president was supposed to be at the time. And by today's standards, he would be another Tulsi Gabbard. He would not be welcomed any longer in today's Democrat Party. In fact, when you think about the number of years in difference between the time that he was president-elect and the time that Franklin Delano Roosevelt served... It was not much more than, you know, I mean, let's be honest. It had been 15 years since, since Roosevelt was president. Not that many years at all. The World War II veterans were raising their family, raising us baby boomers. Many of us in the suburbs, in the new housing developments that were coming along in places like Levittown in Hicksville, Long Island, Levittown, Pennsylvania, and all over the United States. It was a different time. And both parties at the time, 1960, would never do anything to offend those people of faith. Now, the Democrat Party is anti-people of faith. They belittle people of faith. They marginalize people of faith. If you're a person of faith, let me just, you know, I saw this on TV and I'm sure you've seen it too. This reprobate government of ours today, it is run by hell-bound, damned reprobates. I'm just going to come out and say it. There is no health, life, or salvation in any of our leadership today. They love every manner of evil. It is what they are. It is who they have become. And it's what they want to infect the entire nation with. They're sick. Joe Biden has made it a point, or maybe I should say his handlers have made it a point, because Joe Biden, I don't think, really understands everything going on around him. They medicate him up sufficiently to make little speeches, and they They hope that he doesn't make too many mistakes. 
too many silly items. We know Joe is compromised, but I also believe some of his speechwriters may be equally as compromised in their minds. They're delusional. I mean, did Joe Biden come up with that line at that speech? Two words, made in America. One, two, three, made in America. Was that a written <laughs> script by a speechwriter? Because you know these, these people do not write all their own. They don't write their own speeches. Even Ronald Reagan had a team of speech writers that worked with him to create the speeches that he gave. And so nobody at the White House is doing a proofread. Nobody's going through this to make sure that it it goes through various departments. You have a lot of employees at the White House. This is not Joe Biden and some secretary putting all this together. You've got a staff of researchers. And so when you have stupid speeches by this president, remember, he has stupid people working for him that wrote the speech. Though sometimes he has trouble delivering it. And then when he gets off script, it becomes buffoonery on display. So Tulsi Gabbard leaves the Democrat Party. And I have to say, what took you so long? What took you 20 years to get there? How in the world could you support somebody like a Joe Biden? Were you that deceived to think that that old Joe, who had been in the United States Senate since 1973, for crying out loud, never had a real job in his life, evidence of corruption surround him, even during the time that he was in the Senate and also vice president. The Hunter Biden laptop. Did you really believe, Tulsi, that that was Russian disinformation? Did you really believe, Tulsi, that there was collusion between the Trump campaign and Vladimir Putin? Did you believe any of that? And how could you believe any of that? It was irrational, had no basis in fact. And it was increasingly obvious even before the election and shortly thereafter that it was a bunch of baloney. And then we had to go through the Mueller investigation that everybody thought was going to bring him down. And then the lying class of the Democrat Party, the professional lying class, the Adam Schiff's of this world, the Jerry Nadler's, once again, reprobate, hellbound, damned idiots who have given themselves over to this demonic culture. I'm coming out and saying it for what it's worth. These people are damned before God if they're not repentant. But I also believe firmly that all of these people have gone so far that they fulfill what is said in 2 Thessalonians. They have been given over to mass delusion unto their own damnation. They've sealed their own fate. There's not a chance for them There comes a point, the Bible makes it clear, and a lot of you don't understand this, there are times and things you can do that will give you over eternally. And I believe many in today's Democrat Party have done just that. You you look at what's gone on in the last two years. How How many cities had riots? How many people died because of the George Floyd riots around the United States? Many. 
How many how many federally owned buildings were were damaged, breached, or destroyed? They make a big deal about January 6th and ignore all the other damage everywhere during 2020. And we're supposed to think that was good. That was righteous. That was all right. It was needed. All about white supremacy, you know. We gotta get we gotta take care of that white supremacy and climate change. Those are the only two things that are really a danger to the world. That and those, you know, Bible believing Christians, they're a real issue we gotta deal with. So people that have done far less are facing more jail time because they protested at an abortion clinic. You got to arrest somebody with 30 FBI agents to take them away or, you know, 10 or 15 fully armed FBI agents in flak gear coming in there, guns ready to be blown, you know, blow people apart. This is what the American justice system has become today. It has become, it has become literally the Gestapo, the Stasi of the satanically inspired, satanically driven Biden administration. You can blow up a pro-life organization's building. You can destroy, burn down a crisis pregnancy center, and the FBI could care less. They go through the motions of an investigation, but nothing ever happens. And guess what? As long as the reprobates are in charge at the Justice Department... As long as the reprobates are in charge of the White House, as long as the reprobates have control of the House of Representatives and the Senate of the United States, yeah, Warnock in Georgia, you are a phony preacher, you are a reprobate, you have spit in the face of Jesus Christ, you're a damned liar. Unrepentant, you'll spend eternity in hell. Phony preachers, I'm sick of them talking about how we can abort children, and Jesus loves abortion. Jesus loves all of this trans stuff and homosexuality, all of this this garbage that is being pushed out by these woke churches and preachers. I've had enough. So, Tulsi, I applaud you leaving the Democrat Party, but what took you so long? And are you just trying to follow the way the wind blows? Would have you said the same things you're saying now if you didn't sense a change in the tide? Do you understand what I'm saying? As I recall, Tulsi was basically pro-choice. And so she doesn't value human life or doesn't understand it. She's very articulate. I would be, if I'm predicting where she would end up, I would probably say she's going to end up in the Libertarian Party. It would be very fitting for her ideology. Still a far cry better than Democrats, but you know, not one that I could fully ascribe to. Honestly, there's not a political party out there that I can fully ascribe to. I just have to do what we do. And that's finding the candidate that is closely or the closest to the values you hold as a Christian. And remember, we're not voting for the head pastor of a church. I know a lot of people say, well, that candidate's not perfect, so I'm going to sit home. Well, you can sit home all you want. 
And if you get a government like the Biden administration, I'm blaming you. It's on you. You didn't participate. You didn't try to stem the tide. Those that decide, well, you know, Trump was just a little bit noisy, so I just stayed home. You know, I just, I, I, I didn't decide not to vote. You voted for Joe Biden whether you realized it or not. And now you're complaining about your gas prices and all the insanity out of D.C. Go to the mirror. Look at who did it. You did if you stayed home. I will never find the perfect candidate to vote for in any election. And I don't care if it's a school board. I don't care if it's for some little town council or some county government. Chances are I will never find the perfect candidate. So to say that I'm going to sit at home and sit it out, I'm shirking my responsibilities. You know, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. But because we are in this world, we need to be salt and light. Salt being a preservative and, you know, the evil hates light. So you keep chipping away the best that you can. And we pray for the best. We don't just hope for it. We pray for the best. We pray to to bind the hand of Satan in this world. And I don't think anybody in this, I think there are too many people that are not fully understanding the treachery that is going on demonically in this world. They don't want to see it. Even people that claim to be followers of Christ don't want to see it. St. Paul makes it clear, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. The world has been given over to the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist has been here since the beginning of the church. That's been made clear in the Bible numerous times. The spirit of Antichrist is already here. We're not waiting for Antichrist. It's already here. And it is what has influenced some of the most hard parts of our our human history over the past 2,000 years. And we need to identify it for what it is and stop being so meek-minded or weak-minded. Take your choice about calling evil for what it is. The Bible says in the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil. We are surrounded by it. When we fail to acknowledge it, evil will prevail. When we fail to stand up against it, evil becomes empowered. And I've pretty much had enough. A phony purist, I'm waiting for the perfect candidate to come along that's like Jesus and then I'll vote. No, it's not going to happen. Your rights are being eroded rapidly. Like I say, I'm glad Tulsi Gabbard has finally figured it out, but what took you so long? And that makes me wonder about what her future really is and what kind of future she is trying to create. I'm going to be a little bit of a skeptic for a while, at minimum. Only time will tell. Now, I've got a couple of other stories that I want to get you on the other side of this break that you need to hear. You really do. 
we are coming into a very, I believe, a unique time. And I've been saying this now for months, that I have this very strong feeling, and I hate to use that term feeling. I don't want to use the term intuition, and I, I'm, I'm being cautious not to say that it's some revelation from God. Call it observation, call it what you want, but I have this very strong intuition that God is going to be pulling back the veil And many people that have been on the fence on many, many issues are going to have the truth revealed to them for the first time. Now, those that have given themselves over to a total and absolute reprobate mind, those whose lives are now literally demonically oppressed or possessed, those that have cursed God one too many times, and are now irredeemable. Yeah, there are those that are irredeemable. They will never see this truth because, as the Bible says, they have been given over to mass delusion. They believe the lie, and they are no longer capable of ever seeing the truth. Period. And I'll say it again. You may not want me to hear the word being this strong, but I have to say it. They have damned themselves according to what it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Read it. It's there. You can't miss it. And I think we forget all about that. You know, sometimes in our, we try to be meek and mild in our Christian faith and we, we fail to recognize that we are fighting against demonic powers that have now worked their way into governments. Demonic powers worked their way into what became the Soviet Union. Demonic powers took over Germany during the 1920s and 30s and gave us the Second World War. Demonic powers are now in our government in the United States, and they're, they're creating war on people of faith, people that are pro-life. Like I say, burn down a pro-life center, crisis pregnancy center, you're, you're, you're fine. We're not going to chase after you. But block access to an abortion clinic, they might want to put you on trial and put you in a federal penitentiary for 11 years. People that burn down courthouses and cause people to die during the riots for George Floyd will never see that kind of jail time. It goes to show you how demonic the United States government has become. I'll talk about, I'll, I'll get to this in another couple of minutes. I'm running over on the break. If you believe in the mission and ministry of truth to ponder, I really could use your support. The truth needs to get out there. We can no longer use nice, kind euphemisms to describe those that are in leadership. They need to be called out for what they are, reprobate-minded, demonically driven, This is what we're facing in this country. Got a couple of stories on the other side of the break you need to hear. If you believe in our ministry, we're trying to, I'd like to see us increase a little bit on shortwave. I'm getting more emails from people that are finding us on shortwave. And WRMI is diligently doing their best to get things improved. I'm talking with them on a regular basis because engineering is my background trying to figure ways to improve some of their coverage. 
If you believe in what we're doing, though, would you consider making a check out to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Truth to Ponder. By the way, if you put Ancient Word Radio or my name, it doesn't matter. It's a P.O. box. It all comes to me. And I've had it come both to Ancient Word or, or Truth to Ponder or Bob Bierman. Even if it's spelled wrong, it all seems to make it. And our new address is Post Office Box 510. 510-510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee. Chilhowee, Virginia. Chilhowee spelled C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That zip code again is 24319. And you can also find that address at our website and other ways to support us. And our website address is truth, the number two ponder.com. Truth, the number two ponder.com. If you get a chance, send me an email and tell me how you hear the program. My email address, very simple, bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. That's bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Beerman. The Autumn Party. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. And get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, in the end, there are only two parties going on and two joys. The first is that of the world. In the world, the party happens at the beginning, the party of youth at the beginning of life, the party of a wedding at the beginning of a marriage, the party of strength and beauty and sensual pleasure. In the world, the party is always at the beginning, and so it's always fading away. As time goes on, the party fades. The world's always moving away from joy. But then there's heaven's party and the joy of the Lord. Heaven's party is summed up in the biblical Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles, or in Hebrew, Sukkot, was the greatest party of ancient Israel. And it came not at the beginning of the year, but at the end in the autumn. You see, God's biggest celebrations come at the end. And that means the more you go on, the more joyful it gets. The world's party is always fading, but God's party is always growing. The flesh moves away from joy, but the spirit moves towards joy. And so if you live by the flesh, you'll always be moving away from joy. But if you live by the spirit, your joy will always increase. See, there are only two parties, two joys. You have to choose one or the other. The party of this world or the party of heaven? The joy of the flesh or the joy of the Lord? One is already fading away. The other is just beginning. So forsake the flesh and all its temptations. It's a party that's already fading on the way out. But live by the Spirit and the party of God and your joy will never end. Want more? Ask for the last joy. Now the free gift for you. The most incredible evidence and proof of Jesus as Messiah discovered in the writings of the rabbis. You'll get it in the mystery of the temple doors plus sapphires guaranteed to give you the power of living a victorious life in God. All free. So how do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's all you do. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. 
Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of this world, salvation to five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, L-O-D-I, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Adon Olam, the Lord of all. Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Once again, I kind of apologize to those that normally hear this program as a podcast a bit earlier in the day. We were a bit late in getting the program completed, so I, I apologize for those that look for it a bit earlier. But I'm thankful that we're doing the program today, and I'm thankful for the support you give this program each and every month. Now, since the beginning of Truth to Ponder, we frequently talked about the medical community, COVID-19, all the mandates, all the lockdowns, all the restrictions. Two years ago, when the program started, there was talk about maybe someday there'll be a vaccine. I can remember Dr. Anthony Fauci saying, it's going to be years before there's a vaccine that Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. He was just the buffoon and liar that he is. The man's a liar. The man is dangerous. The man is inherently dangerous. He plays around and spends money on gain of function, which he denies, which has taken the lives of millions of people. He should be arrested and charged as a war criminal for what he's done. Along with Peter Daszak. Yep. EcoHealth Alliance, Dr. Ralph Barrick, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. All of those individuals are the cause of the death and destruction we call COVID-19. Along with our clandestine bio labs in Ukraine and dealing with China, we've got a really bad history here that nobody wants to investigate. Saw this story the other day, and I'm just going to share bits and pieces real quick, and it kind of just coincides with all that we said on this program. Many families who have lost a loved one to COVID-19 are now blaming hospital protocols rewarded by federal funding that banned certain treatments while openly and financially promoting others. We said that on this program for quite a long time that some of what we were doing in terms of our protocols made absolutely no sense and doctors were coming out of the woodwork saying this is wrong this is not right but those doctors were then threatened by the medical boards of their states the media came after them social media came after them And many to keep their paycheck and their job just shut up and just got quiet. And that's sad. I was thinking the other day, I was mentioning to my wife that I can remember the doctor of my childhood growing up, Dr. Grella, 
Can't think of his first. Oh, Anthony. Just came to me. Dr. Anthony Grella in Long Island, Manhasset. Had his practice at his home. He didn't work for some conglomerate. He wasn't an employee. He went to medical school, founded his own practice, and he was the des- you know, he was in charge of his own destiny. And he knew full well that he had to be a good doctor to keep repeat clientele when people had a need. And he was very good, I might add. Today, the day of a doctor that has their own practice is becoming increasingly rare. I know of only a few. Most now work in these medical centers where you have many doctors practicing and they're now employees of a corporation. And so they're not allowed to have their own opinions anymore. Those that run the corporation establish the opinions of that clinic. If if the clinic says that all doctors must wear face diapers because of COVID-19, even though it's silly, foolish, stupid, and doesn't work, well, the doctors will comply or they don't get a paycheck. That's how the protocols for COVID-19 could be forced upon millions of Americans. Because the government and the insurance companies who are beholden to the government are told this is what must be done and they have to follow. In hospitals, let's go back to 2020. Hospitals almost shut down. They couldn't, they weren't allowed to do elective surgeries. They were postponing the things that kept the doors open and the money coming through. Entire wings of hospitals were shut down, entire floors. I can remember the panic headline that came out of uh, Anderson, South Carolina, a place that I know quite well. Hospital running at 98% capacity during this age of COVID. This is in 2020. And people were scared to death. The hospitals being overrun with COVID patients were all going to die. That's what the newspaper headline said. In what's called the Anderson Independent and Daily Mail, once a decent newspaper, now just a trashy rag full of garbage and political wokeness, just a trashy newspaper that's not even worth being you know, the liner for a birdcage. But there was one television reporter, I'll give her credit, she went and decided to talk to the hospital administrator about this crisis the newspaper talked about. So is it true that we're at 98% of capacity? And the, the, the administrator says, well, yes and no. Yes, we are, but no, we're not. And the reason we're not is we've closed down 75% of the hospital. We're at 96% of the 25% we're using. We can open up entire wings whenever we need it. And it's not full of COVID patients. People do have heart attacks. People do have strokes. People do have car accidents. People do have emergency uh, appendix issues. Things do happen. Bones get broken. People still have cancer. And so it was a lie. But see, the media love to exaggerate it to make it look so terrible to keep you in fear. And then you have this collusion, and that's what I call, this is an evil collusion of those that wanted people to die for political gain. And don't think they didn't. It was medical tyranny. 
and it was forced upon people all across the country. The banning of treatments that physicians around the world and studies had proven over and over again to be safe and effective were withheld. Told you couldn't use it. You might lose your license. Or if you do, you're not going to get reimbursed by your insurance company or by Medicare or by Medicaid. Didn't matter. You had to follow the protocol or your money was going to be withheld. And hospitals in need of the cash followed the protocol. So what if about 600,000 or more elderly people died over the course of a couple of years? They're old anyway. That's almost the attitude that some of them had. Yet many doctors put their lives, their reputations, and their income on the line saying, this is all foolishness. This is medical malpractice. And the sheep are the people who just didn't know and believed everything these wolves that ran the protocols were saying. So how many people died? Thousands, unnecessarily. They point out, and I'm just going to leave it at this, how many were put on ventilators? Remember, you know, St. Anthony Cuomo, the pious, the former governor of New York. I need ventilators. That's what they tell me, I need ventilators. And we're finding out now the ventilators were the worst thing you could do. How many times do we treat people with the flu with a ventilator when they have bacterial pneumonia? We don't. But we did with COVID. Call it COVID and you couldn't treat it the way you normally did. You had to treat it the protocol way, the deadly way, the death-inspiring, the death-causing methodology. And I really hope, I really hope that those that came up with these protocols knowing and arguing and fighting that they were wrong will be held accountable and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Now, here's another reason that I don't trust the medical establishment much anymore. I don't trust many of the colleges and universities that were once very sane academic places where opinions were valued, discussed, and debated. Now it's a, we tell you what you have to think. And so many of you probably saw this. I don't have time to play it, the, the audio clip or you know that I've that I've got. There was a student oath given in what's called a white coat ceremony when you first get your white lab coat. And they had to give this pledge, this oath, this promise. And part of it, you know, about you know, the fact that their, their university happened to be sitting on Native American land, Dakota land. And so they recognize they have white privilege. <laughs> I mean, this kind of stuff. But we're going to stamp it all out. And we're going to hold ourselves to these values of diverse communities. And they pledge to facilitate trust within my community. I'll empower my patients and amplify their voices. And it all sounds good. But they get into this stuff about climate change and white supremacy. They recognize that racism and discrimination have pervasive views on our health care today. Traumatic events of police brutality, COVID-19. Hey, it's the medical establishment that amplified and made COVID-19 worse. And the vaccines are causing you to get it and spread it more among yourselves of the vaccinated. And of course, climate change. Doctors must do something to be 
active in the climate change war. Sorry, it is a political war. Climate change and 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 all these all these are medical students believing that hurricanes are more frequent and more destructive than ever before because of man-made climate change. And as a doctor, I'm going to fix it. What fools! What buffoons! Do a little bit of research. You're going to find out a little bit of a truth. Hurricanes are not more frequent, even though we can find more of them because of satellites than we ever could before. Hurricanes are not stronger than they ever were before. It is estimated hurricanes of 100 years ago were vastly more intense. That's just the truth. They were going on in the 1800s. They were going on in the 1700s. And there were many hurricanes that we never knew about because we didn't have satellites in the early 1800s to find everything out in the ocean. So the climate change ruse, there it is again. And so our medical establishment is being compromised by the reprobate left that climate change is going to drive medical care and your well-being. Once again, foolishness. Supreme Court... They, de- they decided today, they declined to hear a case whether or not fetuses are entitled to constitutional rights. They, wanna, they don't want to touch abortion anymore. They're leaving that one alone. And that's sad. In other words, it's left to the states. So states like New York and California will kill and murder babies without any conscience. Their consciences are seared. Trans women, guess what? If you're a guy that thinks you're a girl, you still have to register for the draft. I wonder when that'll be challenged. I just wonder. Ukraine is preparing uh, laws right now to have full control over the media as what little bit of the free press will disappear in that country. I, I get into arguments all the time with people that I know. I hate to use the word argument, but they disagree. They're pro-Ukraine. Ukraine is always right. Ukraine is a a godly and wonderful democracy, and it's neither. It's none of it. It's been a corrupt nation for ages, and nobody wants to admit it, that we are basically propping up a money laundering operation that many politicians around the world have taken advantage of. And their president prior to being president, was nothing more than an X-rated comedian who starred in a movie about being the president. It was a farce comical movie with a made-up political party. Billionaires decided to register that party name, ran this clown for government, I mean, for the, you know, for the presidency, and he won. And so Zelensky, you know, is their, well, he's their puppet on a string. Now, I want to get to this story real quick, and this needs to be said. There's a lot of people, you know, that this whole thing about what is the Democrat Jesus? I saw this little article. And there's a smear campaign the left has against those that are have a biblical worldview. And they have their own version of Jesus. You know, Jesus that, you know, loves the... You know, homo, you know, homosexuality and thinks it's cool, thinks that transgenderism is cool, would join an LBTQ organization and everything that goes with it. 
And, and, you know, they believe that Jesus is fine with men sodomizing each other. And the Democrat, Jesus, desires that not only all Christians be tolerant, but they have to be supportive and they have to celebrate. We have entire denominations that have gone woke at the top and many of their local congregations as well. This phony Democrat Jesus that loves everybody and loves your sin and doesn't talk about sin is the embodiment of a way that seems right unto a man, but the ways there unto according to the scripture is death. Ran into this story, and I'm going to leave this for what it is. And this happened recently at a United Methodist Church. And I'm not throwing off on all Methodists. I know many right now are in a big struggle. Entire congregations are voting to leave the United Methodist Church over these issues of homosexuality and transgenderism and celebrating sin. Many are, are, have had enough and they're leaving. As long as they have a supermajority, they get to, to leave and keep their building. I think there's going to be churches where they're not going to get that supermajority, but a lot of people will leave and either start a new church or join some Bible-believing church. That's what I pray for. Now, there's the United Methodist Church that is located in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's called Allendale United Methodist Church. And you go to the front page of their website. We're building a new Allendale. It is all about being inclusive. And they have a rainbow fire, not a, a fire anymore. It's all rainbow. They promote things like the Gay Men's Chorus of Tampa Bay and their songs of unity, building community at Allendale. All these brainstorming sessions. Everything about the church doesn't say one thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ and how to be saved. It is all about gender identity and expression, economic whatever, economic and race diversity. They recently had a drag queen come to their church that goes by the name of Ms. Pentecost or Pentecost, you know, P-E-N-N-Y, like Pentecost, who, by the way, is going to be ordained into the ministry of the United Methodist Church who also denounces the scripture as nothing and refers to God as she in a recent poem published on the church's blasphemous website. And this individual who goes by the name of Miss Pentecost, the actual name uh, is Isaac Simmons, where he and the pastor had young kids come up to the front of the church to groom them. And during that sermon, the pastor explained what the verse Romans 12, verse 2 means. Wait until you hear this blasphemy. Do either of you have any questions for Miss Pentecost? I like her eyeshadow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you like her eyeshadow. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she'll let you borrow it when you're older, like when you're allowed to wear makeup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world, uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to, to change into something new. 
uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes, that, that we're supposed to live differently. Now, let me make it clear. You're kind of right. We are supposed to not be of this world. We're not supposed to live like the world, but you want us to be a part of the evil world. You're not a United Methodist Church. You are a United Synagogue of Satan for what you are doing. In looking at the video, I saw something that really stood out. While all the adults are not wearing face diapers or COVID masks, the kids are being forced to wear face diapers while sitting up there in the front talking to this drag queen at this church. I'm sorry, but that is child abuse. That is absolute and unmitigated child abuse. You're not a church anymore when you do stunts like that. You have given yourself over to a reprobate mind. You are now suffering mass delusion. You as a pastor, you as a soon-to-be drag queen pastor have condemned yourself to an eternity in hell. And there's nothing that any of us can do to stop you. You have made your choice. But those of you that belong to a denomination that at the top believes in that, follow the words of St. Paul, get out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing. You can't stay anymore. There are too many woke Lutheran churches, Episcopal churches, Methodist churches, many Presbyterian churches that have given themselves over to a damnable heretical gospel that is not the gospel. It is a one-way ticket to hell you got to get out we are now in a time where the majority of people no longer even go to church in the united states or canada and definitely not in the united kingdom or australia we need to be watchmen on the wall showing the way if you believe in the work and the mission and ministry of truth to ponder I'm going to ask you, I know it's for some of you, you can't help us financially, but those of you that can, maybe for the first time, would you consider supporting us? Two ways to do it. Go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. You can find ways to support. Or you can mail a check. Very simple. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city we are in is Chilhowie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie, Virginia is 24319. That zip code again, 24319. We are in the extreme southwest portion of the state, not far from Tennessee or even Kentucky for that matter. We're in the mountains, and we thank God that we are here and able to continue and produce this radio program. More things to share tomorrow and again on Thursday. Once again, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting this radio ministry. Some days, like today, there are a lot of hard things that have to be said. When it comes to the gospel, I'm not going to be shy about saying it. Until tomorrow, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder.
Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.